Welcome back to the Yellow Box Podcast. This week, we are joined by lead pastor Dave Ferguson as we continue our series, Recalibrate. For more information, please visit us at www.communitychristian.org. And remember, you can always find us on Sundays at the Yellow Box, 9.30 a.m., 11.15 a.m., and 5 p.m. We hope to see you there. All right, good morning, community. How's everybody doing? Good. You ready to receive something this morning? All right, we got three people up there. Right, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Whoever that was up there, me and you, this is, it's happening this morning. Um, I think all of us, we have that person in our family. Uh, that person who is hard to buy for. <laughs> you got one of those? And, 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 and it's hard to buy for a person at least twice a year, probably around Christmas, probably around Easter. I mean, it rolls around and you just rack your brain trying to find something, anything you can just to kind of to purchase or to put in a package or put in a to wrap up to give to them for this, for this occasion. And, and they're hard to buy for because maybe, maybe, they're just, maybe they're just picky. And they're hard to buy for. Maybe, maybe it's because they're one of those people that just seem like they got everything already. Or maybe they're hard to buy for because they really just don't really want anything. How, how many of you, let's just see, how many of you really, think, you, yeah, you got one of those people in your family, hard to buy for. All right, there we go. That's what, I, that's what I figured. Now, I was thinking about this, and I don't know, but you know what? I think I'm starting to be that person. <laughs> Honest to goodness, because my family, they'll ask me, so what do you want for your birthday? And it's like, I got nothing. Or, you know, my wife or my kids or my parents, hey, hey, Christmas is almost here. What do you want for Christmas? And it's kind of like, I mean, whether it's an email or text or on the phone, or, it's just like silence. And they're always really nice. I mean, they, all, they do. They're always nice. They always get me something. All right? They always birthday, Christmas. They always get me stuff. And occasionally you kind of look at it and go like, mm, and, you know, I hope they say the receipt. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe I'm becoming that hard to buy person. Let me ask you this. Is, are any of you that person in your family? Everybody else, you're that hard. Okay, there we go. Oh, you are that hard. Okay, there's a few. Of you. Now this is weird. It's kind of weird because if you think about, I don't know if this is true for you, but when I was a kid, I wasn't like that. I loved birthdays. I loved Christmas. I love receiving gifts. And I had a friend tell me one time, he said, Dave, you know what you are? You know what you are, Dave? You're receiving stingy. <laughs> receiving stingy. You ever heard that before? Receiving stingy. And he wasn't really, actually wasn't even really talking about just Christmas and birthday. What he was pointing out, he was saying, you make it difficult for other people to give to you. And he, and he wasn't, really, wasn't really a compliment, okay, so just so you get this. He went on and said, you're a lot more comfortable kind of giving, and, I, and he went on to kind of explain, because you like to be in control, you're a lot more comfortable giving than you are being in this kind of surrendered posture where you're actually receiving. And then he said, no, I, I think that's it. You, you are receiving stingy. And he walked away. <laughs> and, I, and I have, over the years, I've thought about that a lot. And I've also been thinking about this morning. And I've been thinking about you guys. And we've had people that went through this auditorium and prayed for every seat. I want you to know that every seat in this auditorium for the person that would sit in there. And I wonder if, spiritually speaking, that maybe some of us have become receiving stingy. Just over the years, something happened 
where we, instead of anticipating, wanting to receive everything God has, we just kind of got receiving stingy because we like to be more in control rather than that posture of receiving. And because of that, we don't receive all that God has for us. We don't receive all that God has for us. And I want you to hold on to that. We're in a series called Recalibrate. This is week three in our series, Recalibrate. And it's all about how worship, remember this, how worship is this thing that kind of redirects us. Worship is this thing that we're heading this way and it kind of reroutes us. When we worship, it recalibrates our hearts. Our hearts might be over here and they're starting to stray and wander. And it lines us back up with God. Our minds are kind of wandering over in this direction. And and worship has a way of recalibrating us and getting us pointing true north to God. And today we're going to talk about it's how when we receive, when we receive through worship, that's how it recalibrates us. And I want to challenge you to think, man, maybe some of us, maybe some of us, we've become receiving stingy over the months and over the years. Let me, let me ask you this. Have you ever been to a, a worship service, celebration service, and you walked away and you go like, uh, you know what? I just didn't get much out of that. Oh, that's good. Nobody ever had that happen here. That's great. That's good. Okay. You are liars, liars, pants on fire. Um, Last summer, I was, I was, we, our family, we always go up to Door County uh, for a vacation. We were up in Door County. The whole gang was up there. And uh, it, was a, it was Sunday. And, I, and I, w- I wanted to go to church. So I, I kind of f- tried to figure out what's, what's the church nearby. And so I found a church I could walk to, a little country church I could walk to nearby. So I went to this church. And here's the truth. Honest to the truth. Just keep it in here. Don't tell the folks up in Door County. I just didn't really like it. I, did, I just, I didn't enjoy it. Um, I mean, I don't really like organ music. And that's, it, was, it was somebody's aunt playing the organ. Um, <laughs> The, 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 the pastor, I'm sure he's a good guy, but part of his style was distracting. He kind of went on this diatribe about political stuff. And so I was like, okay, I was getting distracted by that. And I kind of started zoning out during the talk, which I know none of you have ever done that. Um, and I remember I left thinking, didn't get much out of that. Didn't get much out of that. But then I, it was afterwards, later on I started thinking about how I actually approached that whole experience. And truthfully, I came into that little country church and I sat kind of about midway through, somewhere like right over there. And I came in more as a critic, kind of evaluating what's going on, than as this engaged participant ready to receive something. I mean, from the moment I hit the door, okay, I was going, okay, this is not, this is, this is not really my style. And I think partly because I didn't expect to get anything, I didn't receive anything. Now, what we've been learning during this series is worship can happen anywhere, right? You got that part of it. Worship can happen anywhere. But we have this remarkable opportunity to gather as God's family here together, this once a week opportunity to actually come together and go like, okay, this is a special opportunity. I get to receive something from God. And I want you to look at something that one of Jesus' closest friends wrote about worship after spending time with Jesus. He said this, he said, a time is coming, we, we talked about this two weeks ago, a time is coming and now has come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Now here's the part that I didn't emphasize two weeks ago, so I want to emphasize today. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Let that sink in, the Father seeks. When we worship, when we start to worship in spirit and truth, it's like it, all, it's like it gets God's attention and he turns his head towards us. Oh, when we worship, okay, like, like God shows up. And when God shows up somewhere, he brings his full self, and his full self is always this giving, generous God. He comes to give. 
Are you, are you with me on that? I need to hear something about it. you with me on that one. Now, here's the thing. When we, when we don't come with what Lucas introduced from the very beginning, with a receiving posture. If we, come, we don't come with a receiving posture in spirit and truth, we miss our chance to receive something that God wants to give us. And that's a pretty big deal. And I think so much of it depends on our posture. And I don't mean, I don't mean like slouching, kind of like you're slouching in the chair. I mean our, our heart and mind, spirit, truth and spirit kind of posture towards worship. All right, let's, let's just keep it real here. Keep it real, real. I'm, I'm going to ask you, and you can decide if you want to get in. How many of you, okay, I mean, this is just the way it is. How many of you, I mean, you, honestly, you had to hurry just to get here. You just, you just, okay, you just I mean, right, you, just, you, just, you had to hurry to get here, right? I mean, I know, I had about seven people raise your hand, and, and there's a bunch of you aren't telling the truth, because when we started the service, it was me and Bobby and Jordan and Lucas and the band and about 10 other people, Okay. And I get it too, okay, I get it. Because I mean, you got, a lot of you got kids, you got kids, you got to get your kids checked in, you get in the cafe line, that makes you a little latte, get it? Um, and it is, it's better for you to be late, it's better for you to be late, I mean, than not all. But here's the, po- I think a lot of us, what happens, and I, I, I could be this way too, we, the posture we show up here is like a hurried posture, right? We're hurrying to get here. And the truth is we hurry all week and then we hurry on Sunday. We never lower the RPMs. And the posture we have coming in here on Sunday is we're hurrying, hurrying, hurrying instead of trying to receive. How do we get to the place where we're trying to receive? Anybody ever get, anybody ever get in an argument on the way to church? <laughs> this morning, anybody get in an argument? <laughs> the other person's going, stop it, put your hand down. Um, you know, I'll admit, I mean, there, there have been times, you know, on Sundays where instead of kind of coming with this posture, it was like this posture. And maybe Sue and I are not exactly, let's just say this, not exactly on the same page. You know, and maybe it's a Sunday. And, and for us, our arguments are usually like bursts of anger followed by stone cold quiet. And so you pull in the parking lot and there's not a peep. You get out of the parking lot and you walk to the door. Hey, good morning. Oh, how you doing? Great. Awesome, right? That kind of thing. And, and inside, outside you're like that. But inside, I mean, your posture is kind of like this. And it's interesting. I mean, Jesus says this in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, if we come to worship and realize we have something against someone or someone has something against us, he actually says, you've got to leave the church and go reconcile with that person so you can come with a receiving posture. And I know we're not going to have, you know, marriages that we never have arguments or kids where we never have arguments or friends or spouses or boyfriends all that don't have arguments but how do we get to the place where we show up in this place we have a receiving posture or maybe maybe for some of us it's not a hurried posture anger maybe it's this 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 next one here maybe what we actually have is what we call a critical posture kind of like i did with that little church in, in dora county where we kind of come in and go like this is the this is the critical posture that music's too loud that pastor, how many times did he say um today? Good grief, right? Did you see the typo up there? That kind of thing. And we kind of sit like a movie critic evaluating the experience rather than going like, man, you know what? Maybe God's here. And if God's here, he, I ought to receive something. But here's the biggie. I think, this is, I think this is a biggie for us. I think the biggie is this one here. I would call this just, this is a passive posture. And the passive postures, I think for some of us, hear me on this. And if you've been coming to church any time at all, it's easy for us to get into a routine where we don't expect to receive anything. 
We show up in the same old place. We sit in about the same old chair. We look at our phone, wait for the hour to pass. We kind of check the box of church attendance. And we become passive observers rather than engaged participants coming and going like, maybe the holy God himself is going to be here today. When we gather for worship, okay, we're, Lucas had you, just put your hands out there. We need to show up like this. Put your hands out there. Go ahead and do that with this kind of receiving posture. You know, I was trying to think, what's, what would it be like? You know, I think somehow we got to go back, okay? We got to quit being receiving. So we got to go back. And how do we become like kids at Christmas time? Remember when you were a kid at Christmas? I mean, as soon as December came, I mean, you are counting down the days. Mom, Dad, how many days? How many days? How many days? How many days? Right? And you're marking off the calendar. You can hardly wait because you know you're going to, what? You're going to receive something. And then finally, I mean, it's Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve night, you cannot go to sleep. Right? You cannot go to sleep because you're so excited because you know tomorrow morning you're going to receive something. And then Christmas morning, what happens Christmas morning? I mean, kids, I mean, they wake up at like 4.30 in the morning, right? They're in your, can I get up? Can I get up? Can I get up? Because they know they're going to receive something. It's going to be so good. I think we ought to approach Christmas, or approach worship, rather. I think we ought to approach worship um, more like this. how we thought about worship and you know that somewhere maybe it's in the teaching you're going to get something that was specifically speaking right to you or maybe in the song there's going to be one of those words that's going to jump out off that, off that screen into your heart and it's going to bring you joy and hope or maybe there's a conversation you have before or after during that's going to be a word of encouragement or maybe a relationship that, that's going to go on for years to come or maybe you know the days of the day where you need to come forward and you need to receive prayer and they're going to give you they're going to pray for the thing that you need most and God, you're, you're there to receive it. Or for sometimes you come and, and you just find yourself emotional. You can't even explain exactly what help, happened, but you felt something and you know it's the living God. What if, what if every week we entered into worship like a kid anticipating Christmas? And I'll tell you, the, the one place where God always has something for us, I think is at communion. In communion, we receive the bread. We receive the juice. But if we don't come with a posture of receiving, you know what? Here's what happens. And some of you complained about this about other churches. But it'll happen here. It'll become a ritual. It'll just be routine. It'll just be commonplace. And the truth is, it's just a little cracker and a thimble of juice. Now, originally, communion was a key part of the worship experience. It was why Christ followers gathered See, 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 most of the earliest Christ followers, they were Jewish, and they'd, they'd, they'd grown up celebrating the feast of the Passover. And the Passover celebrated that, that God delivered them from slavery, gave them the promised land, and rescued them. So then, on the night before the crucifixion, Jesus is celebrating the Passover feast, but then he changes the intention. He says, hey, I want to take this, but I want to give it a new intention, a new meaning, through my death, burial, and resurrection. I want this to mean from now on to you how I delivered you from the slavery of sin. 
And I've given you freedom in this life and in the next life. And so if you look here, like in Matthew 26, Jesus shared this final Passover with his friends and he establishes this new practice called communion. And Christ followers all over the world for the last 2,000 years, they gather at least on a weekly basis to do this. And they would come together and they would have a meal and they would have communion and they'd tell stories about their experiences with Jesus. And over time, more people started showing up. As more people started showing up, they'd actually then would have a speaker who might read a letter from one of the apostles or tell a story about Jesus, maybe sing a song or two. And as that got established, then the apostle Paul came along. And we see this in 1 Corinthians. He established and he said, he said this. Look at this. What's the third word? For I, what's the word there? I what? Received. For I received from the Lord what I'm going to pass on to you. And communion. And this has been my prayer this week. That sometime during this service, maybe specifically during communion, that you're going to receive exactly what you need you specifically need from God see because it's in communion it becomes this every week opportunity to receive we, we can receive grace the Greek, the Greek word for, uh, for communion was eucharisteo in some traditions they call, it, they call it the eucharist and it just means to give thanks and they, and they gave thanks because they received grace. Because when you, when you receive this, you receive this truth that God loves you, hear, hear this, people, just as you are, not as you should be. That he loves you no matter what, grace. And in communion, we not only receive grace, but we also receive belonging. The Latin word, the Latin word that they, they use for communion is communio, which, which actually means a collectivity or a participation or association. And it's the idea of this group of relationships. And when we come together and take communion, it's this reminder that not only do we receive grace, but we belong here. Because we are, our primary identity is we are sons and daughters of God. And this is God's family. That's who we are at the core. And that where everybody else, we might be on the outside looking in, but here we belong. And in communion, we also receive hope. We receive hope. Anybody here got all the hope you need? Ah, I got all the hope I need. I'm good. Good. No, we, we need to receive that. And it's in communion that we receive this hope that says, you know what the problems I'm facing this week? They won't have the last word. Some of you needed to hear that this morning. The struggles you're encountering right now, they won't tell the whole story. The challenges you're living with, they won't last forever. And in communion, we receive hope. I, I want to read you a story. There's a guy named Ray. And Ray is um, being baptized today. And this is and actually not here at the Yellow Box, but uh, this afternoon we're doing beach barbecue and baptism on the, on the lake shore in Lake Michigan with a couple of our locations. But hear Ray's story. And listen, listen as I read this story for grace, belonging, and hope because he came to community with this kind of a posture. He said, I grew up going to so many churches I can't even remember them all. To everything from Catholic church to charismatic church where they spoke in tongues to a messianic congregation where we had to wear yarmulkes. I never felt like I belonged. Then my parents got divorced in my teens. I started moving a lot. And all this made me very angry. It eventually led me to drugs, weed, cocaine, PCP, 
acid, and then heroin. At 19 years of age, I was a full-blown heroin addict. Up until one year ago, I was an addict. Since October, I've been in detox, a methadone program, and now I'm fully off everything, and I have six full weeks of sobriety. That's good stuff. This all happened as a result of a friend inviting me to community. If it weren't for that invitation today, I would have never found my way back to God. And today I confess my faith in Jesus Christ. He saved me and he's given me a new life. Thank you, Community Christian, for helping me find my way back to God. Without you, I would still be in addiction and I wouldn't have the life I have now. I'm eternally grateful and proud to be a part of such an amazing family. Did, I want you to look at this, yeah. Did you hear what he said? I confess my faith in Jesus. He saved me. And I want to thank community for helping me find my way back to God. He received. He said, I've never felt belonging before. I felt, it felt forced upon me. But I'm eternally grateful and proud to be part of a, such an amazing family. He said, I, I, now, I have now had six full weeks of sobriety. God has given me new life. I don't know what you need to receive today. Some of you today, what you need is, maybe, maybe it's acceptance. Maybe it's that identity, like, oh, I am a son of daughter of God. Maybe you totally hosed it and blew it up. You just screwed up so bad this week. You need forgiveness. Maybe some of you, it's a healing, emotional healing. Maybe it's a physical healing. Maybe there's a truth to re- redirect and reroute you. Or maybe it is grace, belonging, hope during the next few minutes together I just want to encourage you whatever it is whatever you need to receive let's have this kind of a posture let's none of us be receiving stingy I'm going to have a prayer then the band's going to sing a song Get your, so you can posture your heart like this and then we're going to receive communion and again this is a little different today because most times we have kind of here's the big idea here's what we want you to get and for you to receive I don't know what you need to receive today but I know, as, I know God is something he wants to give you. And so in the quietness of your mind, just say, okay, God, I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive. Let's pray. Father God, we know you're here. Father God, we know your very nature is to give. And so we believe you have something for us to receive today. And I pray, I pray in the next few moments that you give us ears to hear, you give us eyes to see, a heart to know. I ask that you speak to us. I ask that you move in us. I ask that you do a unique, specific work inside every one of us. And we come to you right now, ready to receive. Amen.